Hey there, it's Alowin, better known as the voice behind Avern, with a word from our sponsor. This session brought to you in part by Fiverr, the best place to find freelance services for your business. Whether you're in the market for commissioned art, or even script writing, which I probably should have utilized prior to recording this so I didn't have to do it six times, you can find on Fiverr. It's a whole world of freelance available right at your fingertips with options for every budget. Find high quality services at every price point, no hourly rates, and just project-based pricing. You'll find quality work done quickly with the right freelancer to begin working on your project within minutes. Your payments are protected every time. Always know what you'll pay up front and your payment isn't released until you approve the work. And know that Fiverr has your back with 24 seven support. Not in the market for services, but looking to augment your own income? Fiverr is powered by freelance artists just like you. So sign up today at Fiverr.com. That's F-I-V-E-R-R.com. Hi, everyone. This is JJ, the co-founder of Good Pods. If you haven't heard of it yet, Good Pods is like Goodreads or Instagram, but for podcasts. It's new, it's social, it's different, and it's growing really fast. There are more than 2 million podcasts, and we know that it is impossible to figure out what to listen to. On Good Pods, you follow your friends and podcasters to see what they like. That is the number one way to discover new shows and episodes. You can find Good Pods on the web or download the app. Happy listening! Welcome to the world of Saluna. Good evening, all who are listening to this episode as it releases. You have heard not only the story of Zeldris, but also the story of Nuna and the story of Kaisis as this one releases. This episode, we will be finding out the story of the coming days before the ascension of the goddess of water and fate, Nylila, played by the lovely Wesselhausen, who I am so excited to have at my table. We start on a shore with dark golden sand with deep falu red water as we see a young triton woman who has just received her first trident and has been training with her older sibling on how to use it um and as we zoom in on this woman joyously practicing spinning not just her weapon but also 
magic around her as she twirls and practices maneuvers with this weapon you can see the salty sea air moving and dancing along with her as fate also begins to dance and touch along the magic that is in the air around her she is a tall figure amongst the dunes of sand and the light rocky sea Nylila stands there and once places the end of her trident down as a sea elf man walks up to her uh, and smiles and he says my my for having just gotten that two days ago you are amazing with it and this is your best friend Galax he is about I would say he's about six foot five a denser muscular build um and he has about shoulder length green seaweed like hair um and he smiles at you with um bright silver eyes as he watches you maneuver across the sand with your trident um and he says so are your birthday is coming up are you you excited for the ascension? Like, everybody knows about it. I kind of chuckle. I continue looking down at the shapes that I've not so much as carved, but danced into the sand on the beach. I say, I... It's funny. I I see portents in the sea foam that washes ashore. I hear music in the way the waves crash on rocks. And yet I never quite feel comfortable thinking to my own future. Funny. <laughs> I can see that, but there's one thing I know about you, Nylila, is that you will find a way to make anything work in your favor. <laughs> That's quite right. Uh, I have... It's a bit early, as your birthday is not here yet, but I do have a birthday surprise for you. Um, if you'd like to have it. You know how I feel about surprises, but very well. I stand and I close my eyes, even if it is just for the show of it all. Um, and as he takes your hand and leads you forward, you feel the cool 
icy touch of the water as he's leading you forward into the sea and you both end up submerged and he swims drawing you deeper into the water and then you feel the ocean floor um this is a place you've been plenty of times with your mother and uh you've explored the oceans though there's really not many places to live and stay down here it is purely just a place to experience and visit um and galax sits there and looks at you though quiet for a moment uh and he goes you you can look now open my eyes slowly um, slight smirk on my face when you open your eyes you see the sunlight above shining through the top of the water dancing along the shells that he has meticulously placed and the jewels that he's meticulously placed in a beautiful ornate symbol as he is down on one knee with a ring in a box. And he says, I know we aren't a thing and we never really have been, but I've talked to your father and I don't see fate landing me with anybody else. If you would have me, I would love to be yours. Sweet Galax. I take his wrist and I delicately stand him. The ascension is soon. And I... I know not what comes next. I don't know if I could ever... bring someone with me to a fate that I do not know what awaits me. He sits in silence for a moment and smiles and goes, you know, sometimes the craziest adventures are the ones we can't predict. Sometimes the most magical endings are the ones that aren't foreseen. When you ascend, I'll still be here. 
when you ascend, you'll still have my heart. When you ascend, you'll still be able to see me. So why not for once set fate aside and leap? Take a second, and I place my hands on either side of his head. And I float up just a tad, and I kiss him on the forehead. I will always think of you, Galax. And I do not give him an answer. He smiles, though in his eyes wishes he could have an answer. One that he would want to hear, but... He knows you all too well at this time, and could say he expected this outcome. But he smiles and takes your hands and looks at you and goes, You know, it's befitting that you can see fate and you can work around it. I don't think anybody would be better set in that seat than you. This new world you build has a lot to watch out for when it comes to dealing with you, my sweet. As you are something magnificent something original. There's nothing like you in any of the worlds I've experienced. Uh, and he starts floating up to the surface with you at this point and smiles and looks at you and goes, Perhaps I jumped before a running bull when trying this technique. You will always be the most special thing to me. Perhaps I 
you could keep this ring as a memento, not as a promise to me, but as a sign of us in whatever form you want to remember us. And he takes out a chain and loops the ring through it and smiles and goes, whether you agreed or not, I would still stand by your side. I turn around and I brush the hair aside from my neck for him to place the chain. And he places the chain daintily around your neck and smiles and says, make sure your older sibling doesn't break that when you practice fighting. I made it myself. They'll have to hit me first if they want to do that. <laughs> How did I know that is what you would say? I take another look down. Bont. where he promised himself to me. And I see the beautiful shapes of shells and jewels and trinkets. And there's a moment where I want myself to reconsider. But I know that this is not just for me. And I place one hand back on Galax's cheek and I smile. He smiles in return and swims up to the surface and chuckles and goes, now, that wasn't really the surprise. The surprise was that tonight, under the full moon, I had a picnic set up with all of your favorite treats and drinks and foods for us to just spend time together. I think I would like that. One last night. Yes. One last night leading to the most special birthday you've ever had. Mm-hmm. And he swims you to the shore and hugs you before he uh, smiles and pulls away and goes, I'll pick you up after dinner because obviously you have to have dinner with your parents. And uh, I have a feeling you're 
brother will be coming over for dinner tonight. I don't know. I saw I saw him meandering about and looking perturbed in the woods, which makes sense for Zeldris. That does ring quite true. But I will come pick you up later, okay? I don't mean to, like, come here and pose a question and rush off, but I have preparations to make. Keep your secrets. Keep your fun. I'll see you later. I'll see you later. And he, uh, runs off down the shore, um, and you can... There's one of two choices you can make. You can go home to see your parents, or you may walk along the shore and be in your thoughts a little. I start to make my way down the shore and as I do, I think being alone in my thoughts is dangerous right now. I don't know what I would do or know what I would say. Tomorrow is something that must happen. Tomorrow is something that is fated to happen, and I know better than to tempt that. So I compose myself once more, and I begin making my way home. And as you enter your home, your father, Zaxus, or the Great Expanse, as he's, they are known to many a being in the realms, smiles and goes, Oh, my darling daughter, I see you've been practicing with your trident. Hello, father. Yes. Are you enjoying it? I had it, you know, I had it specially made for you. I hold it up and I deliberately hold it off center so that it wobbles a little. It says, I don't know, Father, this doesn't seem to be the best craftsmanship you could manage. Well, I could take it back, and... <laughs> I chuckle and I snatch it away from him. As I, I thought. I give him a kiss on his cheek and say, It's perfect, Father. Thank you. Well, uh, as you guys are talking, your mother, um, Ilfiarlin, walks out of the like kitchen area. She is a gorgeous 
deep blue-skinned Triton woman with hair down to her hips uh, and a dress that seems to be made out of fish scales. Um, And she sits down and goes, Nylila, darling, sit down. We have dinner all prepared for you. We've made your favorite, and obviously your father had all of your siblings' favorites made, as he never knows when one of them is going to show up. I did hear that we would have company this evening. Oh. Interesting. I wonder who it'll be. And I, uh... I take my seat at the table, and I, as I do, I deliberately make sure that there is silverware and a placement for uh, the brother that Galax had mentioned. Yes. Um, And as you guys are eating, about 15 minutes into your meal, there's a knock on the door, and Zeldris walks in, uh, apologizing for the intrusion and um, telling your father that he would like to talk when there's a moment. Um, The meal is full of laughter and conversation and Zeldris asking you about how your day has been going and talking to your mother, complimenting the meals. uh, And you notice your father sitting there And if you wouldn't mind giving me an insight check. That is a 34. Jesus Christ. Um, In your father's shadowy face, you pick up that perhaps it is time for you to exit the room as it is time for your mother to exit the room also so he may talk to your brother. I help clear the table and give my mother a slight kiss on the cheek. And I give a nod over to my father and step out of the home awaiting Galax. If you would like, you may make a perception check to see if you hear the conversation between your father and your brother. That is a 15. A 15 is enough to to hear it. You hear your brother talking about how his best friend, Gittery, has to make a sacrifice. How he has to give up his life to become part of your brother's divine heart and that he made this decision and offered to your father to be the one to do it. And you can hear the upset in Zeldris's voice, and you hear your father talk about a wife and a family that 
was his before he ascended and how he gave up everything. And there's a sadness to the air. But being you, you knew this going into being a god and ascending, that there was going to be a sadness and a loneliness. But the most important person in love being the way to ascend, you didn't know. And correct me if I'm wrong, I feel there may be a bit of a pit in your stomach at this moment, hearing all this. Understanding more of what Galax offered. Um, I steal myself around to the side of the house and I just lean back against the home and I don't want that fate for him. It feels... It feels selfish. It feels like I would rob him of... All that he has left. The bits that I've seen, the laughter that I've heard. I won't let him. As you are leaning against the house, and you are thinking this, you hear footsteps creeping up to the gate around the larger lodge that is the house you live in. And you hear a voice go, Hey, Lila, are you out here? Take a second. Maybe a little bit more than I should. And I steal myself. And I solemnly and slowly make my way to the gate. He smiles as he sees you come out and goes, Are you ready for your picnic? I take his hand. One question before we go. Of course, anything. 
when you asked my father to be mine. Did you offer yourself as the sacrifice that would be needed for my ascension? You see, he doesn't physically react, but there is a change in the air around you too. And he sighs and goes, you weren't supposed to know. Why not? Because we knew you would say no. And I can't allow you to do that. Because you have way too many more important things to do with anything you can offer than give up everything for me. I pull my hand back from him and I take a step back and I stand tall. I am going to be the fate bearer That is who I am. Yes. And you would tell me that I am not to have that power for myself, that I must give it to you and my father and let you decide my fate for me. Isla, that's not, that's not what I'm saying. You wouldn't let me make that choice, Galax. You were going to take that choice from me. You were going to decide my fate. None may do that but me. I will be the fate bearer. I will ascend to godhood because that is my journey. But I will do it how I see fit and I will cherish the lives of those that I love and care deeply for in the process. Yes. I wasn't trying to take your choice away from you. I just didn't think it fair of you to have to make that choice. 
I didn't think it fair for you to have to make the choice of whose life is lost to help you ascend. Your father explained, love is one of the only things that ensures an ascension works. Gittery offered to be the one for Zeldris because Gittery's friendship and Zeldris's friendship is more pure than anything most people have seen. I don't know who Kaisis's sacrifice is because I don't talk to them, but The love I have for you is purest of all forms, whether it's friendship or romantic or just there. And the offer to do it came out before I could even think and say I should talk to you first. Take a moment and I swallow deep all of the things that I want to say. And I drop my gaze and I undo the necklace and I place it into his hand. Isla, don't. I am allowed this choice. And if you still wish to make your choice tomorrow, you are welcome to that. But I am allowed my choice tonight. And I would very much choose to be alone right now. What what does this mean for us? I can't answer that yet. And I turn. I walk up to the home. I can feel the wind at my shoulders. I can feel the clouds overhead. I can feel myself starting to lose myself. And I want to look back. I want, I want to see him. I want to apologize, but I am just so, so angry at the two of them. And breathe deep. And I say over my shoulder, not even sure if Galax can hear me, but I say, Good night. 
as you enter the door, the last thing you hear is, I'm sorry. And the sound of feet leaving the gate. You enter the home and your mother, as mothers do, is waiting at the top of your stairs and goes, what, what happened, my darling? Where are father and brother? Father has gone off to prepare and your brother has gone home for the evening. Where? Where has father gone? I don't know exactly where he has gone. He said he had things to grab and get for the Ascension tomorrow. Is there something you need? I walk over and I grab a cloak hanging by the door and I put it on swiftly and I walk out into the night and I leave the door open and I don't give my mother another word. I can feel feel the tide rising inside me. It feels like brackish water at the back of my throat. I feel the wind around me in anger and sadness. And I storm off. I try to find my father. I call for him. I cry for him. I curse for him. As you walk and feel such heavy emotions and beckon silently, loudly inside your head, or your father, you hear a voice. Yes, darling, you, you, you've called, you, what is, what is the matter? Will you not face your own child? I, I'm right behind you. I turn. And I storm towards him. And I feel the urge to, to strike him, to lash out. And I just stop. Do you not trust me to know the gravity of what tomorrow brings? Of course I trust you. Why wouldn't I? Why do you make these arrangements and these deals with Galax? 
the others without without telling us without letting us decide if that's something we want he told you um, well if I am to be completely honest It is because not even I make these decisions. I simply just know what it takes to become ascended. And I let those close to those being ascended know and allow them to make the decision and voluntarily do it. I didn't have the heart to tell all of you. You are my children after all, and as a parent, I try my hardest to protect you. We are to be gods. Yes. But Who you are you to protect us then? We have to be able to make that choice on our own because we won't have you to protect us. Don't say that. You you will always have me. And I know you are capable of protecting yourself. I see how you wield that trident. Stop. Stop treating me like a child. Please. You're right. You're not the little girl that I was raising. You are an adult, so you are a woman. But can you blame a father for wanting to hold on to that? You think it doesn't terrify the absolute piss out of me that my children will be the creators of a realm come to their birthday tomorrow? I've seen... seen his life. Dad. Yes. I've seen him happy. <laughs> I, I I can't ask him to give that up. I don't want him to give that up. There has to be another way. There has to be something. I'm... I'm the damned fate-bearer. And... Fate is one of the hardest things to bear. 
in a world. Because you know the line that everyone is supposed to follow. And I'm sorry, truly, that you have to go through this. And I understand what it feels like. But my darling, he's not giving everything up. He won't be leaving. He will become a part of you. A part of the power you use to create the new realm. A part of every string of fate you weave. And he'd probably not be happy that I tell you this, but he said nothing would make him happier than eternity being a part of the person he loves the most. away from my father. I know there's nothing that I can say and nothing that I can do that will change what comes tomorrow and will change the price that must be paid. I have to go see him. That is understandable. And honestly, I think it is the better of two choices. So go, my darling, and see him and talk and parse out your feelings, and I will see you in the morning. I want you to know that I will always love you. But it will be some time until I forgive you for this. And before he can say anything, I walk off in search of Galax. 
he isn't surprised and isn't hurt. He understands. Uh, and he just warps to wherever he was preparing whatever he was preparing. And you look around for a little while and find Galax at the little willow tree that hangs over the edge of the pond right around the corner from his family's house packing up the picnic he had set up. I walk to Galax and I take his hands and stop him from returning everything. And I kiss his hands. I say, Tonight, you will sit here with me. And you will tell me everything that you wish you could have done in this life that you have not done yet. And when I take you into the next one, we will do every single one of those together. He stops as you stop his hands and a blush covers his cheeks as you kiss his hands and speak such sweet honey-filled words and he smiles and goes Lila I would love nothing more than to sit here and discuss our future because that's what it is is ours. And he sits back and offers you snacks and drinks and tells you all of the things that you know he's experienced in this life and things that He'd be interesting and experience, interested in experiencing and smiles and goes, you know, I always thought I'd have a family, but going on to create a realm and creating other people is kind of like having a family, right? I hold a finger to his lips. Do not change the life that you would lead for me. 
you want a family, we will not have a sort of family. We will have a family. But if I'm a part of your heart, how would that work? Alex, I'll be a god tomorrow. Let me figure that out. Oh. Okay. That's... That can work. No. They always say count your blessings before your final day. But I don't think they ever thought that somebody would have all of their blessings standing in front of them. I didn't think one could be such a powerful number. Alex, I will give you so much more than just that one. Well, I mean, you are that one, so I guess that one is an entire realm of blessings. And one very tall, strong, stubborn package. But I guess it was fated to be that way. That's my, my line. Are you going to try to take my line too? Well... If I am going to be a part of you, I might as well get used to it anyway. So, family, seeing the mountains, surely there's more that you've got. We've got a lot of night ahead of us. The thing is, is... If I'm with you, I don't... Nothing else matters. You could show me a pebble on the shore, and I think it's the most amazing thing in the world, because you found it. Because you are involved. I don't I don't need much as long as you're there
I don't know. It's just... You're going to do so many amazing things. And I can't wait to see them through your eyes. We will do those things. Yes, we will. I may not be able to express my love for you in the same way. But I will do everything in my power to honor it. In this life that we have left and the next. I know you will. You're bound by fate. That symbol, that image that you made for me at the bottom of the ocean. Yes. Can you show me that one more time? Like the actual one at the bottom of the ocean, or do you, the just the symbol? Just, just the symbol. Uh, he pulls out a notebook with sketch upon sketch upon sketch upon sketch and shows you a symbol of a seashell with organ strings blown through it of gold almost like the strings of fate you are beginning to see as you're getting closer to your ascension he smiles and goes it's what I think of when I think of you And it's, I don't know, I was thinking I could make, make it into an instrument, almost like a lyre or something. I think it's perfect. I'm sorry I kept the secret from you. good news is tomorrow there won't be another secret between us no never again but also how are you going to figure out us having a family if I am not physically there patience you know I'm not good at that well Starting tomorrow, you're going to have to get used to it quite a bit. Fine. 
I guess. But if it's you teaching me, I'll have the best teacher in the world. Tell me more. Your... Your hopes. Your dreams. I know you say that I am enough, and... That is sweet, but there was a life before me. And there is new life after. And I would see it filled. Everything that you have not gotten to experience. There is one thing. I want to pet a dragon. <laughs> oh, sweet Galax. I mean, it could be a baby for all I care, as long as it's a dragon. My sweet wee. pet them all. Good. I think that's it. I think I just want to pet a dragon. I think that's the one thing I haven't accomplished. Besides the other stuff that I've I told you, but Climb a mountain, have a family, pet a dragon. Seems that's, easy enough. That sounds like a full life. We will do so much more. And I can't wait to experience it. And uh, he kisses the back of your hand and says, It is rather late and we really should get sleep before the ascension. carefully fold up the paper with the symbol that he drew with the three promises that have been made and I kiss him on the back of the hand once more and to our new lives starting tomorrow to our new lives starting tomorrow Now go. Go get your beauty sleep. And I'll see you in the morning. I smile at him. I stand. And I take the long way home. I walk by the beach and... I laugh, and I weep, I scream, and I rejoice, because in the morning I will be a god, 
and I will never let the sorrow that happened to me happen to anybody in this realm that I will call home. And you find yourself at the homestead that you grew up in, that you call home for one last night, and make your way to your bed and fall asleep, only for in the morning your mother to awake you, that your elder your elder sibling, Kaisis, is there to pick you up and drag you to pick up your other siblings. And you all stand at the foot of the mountain, a staircase leading up to a caldera that none of you could ever go to, as it was quite scary when you were younger to have that much of a feat to try to climb. You're holding hands with Kaisis, who is holding hands with Nuna, who is holding hands with Zeldris. Could you give me a perception check really quick? Only a ten. That is enough. As it was to feel something on Kaisis's hand that you are holding. And to see something on the other. On their one hand is a wedding band that you've never seen them wear before. And on the other is a mark of a promise that was made. Your sibling had a wedding and none of you knew about it. But that is a question for you to handle when all four of you are together, as that is where we will end our session. and rejoice in the telling of the story of before for the fate bearer and water goddess, Nylila. Thank you so much for joining me and for bringing this character to life in a way I could have never expected. You have blown me out of the water, so to speak. Thank you so much for having me and for trusting me to tell this story. Of course. You're somebody that I've wanted at my table for a long time. <laughs> um, 
and now have totally solidified yourself in a spot to be in at my table more often. <laughs> um, but yes, is there anything that you would like to personally plug at this moment? There, uh, this will probably come out like probably towards the end of April, beginning of May. Definitely. Um, please come spend some time with me around on social media and around on the internet at Wesselhausen um, and be on the lookout coming soon for uh, a brand new campaign starring myself and a full cast of wonderful queer content creators and storytellers called As Many Souls as Stars. You'll have to tune in soon to find out more. I love. Oh my god, I'm so excited. I'm going to definitely tune into that. Um, and tune in to more Queers and Spears content. Uh, as this comes out, we will be in our mid-season um, campaign of Fodum Sept, which starts started on April 7th, as this will be coming out after that. Um, and keep an eye this summer for season two with our main cast uh our main campaign season two in the world of saluna um again thank you so much um follow wessel on all social media uh, they are an absolute delight their community is an absolute delight um and thank you so much for joining us for this episode. Uh, Looking forward to getting the whole gang of siblings together. Me too. I cannot wait. And good night, my viewers. <laughs>